Have you ever listened to someone that you admire, someone in the public eye? Maybe it's a public speaker, maybe it's a celebrity, someone who just has so much gravitas when they talk, so much charisma, and everything they say, no matter how trivial, just has so much meaning behind it. Everything that they say has gravity. Nothing seems like it shouldn't be there. Nothing seems unnecessary. And with people in relationships and how they deal with things, have you ever looked at people and seen how much composure they have and ever wondered how can I possess such composure? Everything has meaning. Everything has purpose. Today, we're going to talk about thinking before you speak. You are now entering the planet Jupiter. Welcome back to Jupiter's Corner, the podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Jade. Thanks for joining me here today. Thanks for chilling out. So one of the biggest things in relationships is communication. And not just in relationships, but in life itself. Communication is key. And especially in this day and age, we've forgotten how to communicate. We've forgotten how to use our words in a way that is going to be impactful. We've forgotten how to connect with each other in a way that is not just through a phone screen or a computer screen. I'm going to talk about thinking before you speak in two different areas, one in relationships and one just in life itself. When you're in a situation where you're being interviewed by someone or you're having a conversation with a stranger, whatever it is, this is going to be a discussion that shows the side of a relationship with someone you know and love and someone that you don't know at all. We're going to start with strangers because I think that's the most tricky thing. If you're someone who deals with social anxiety, if you're someone who just feels like they can't fully express themselves around other people, you get nervous, you get shy, this is for you. I have social anxiety. I've gotten better at it, definitely, over the years, but I still have it and still I do find it very difficult to find the sweet spots, if you know what I mean, in exchanges, especially with strangers. I find it very difficult and I do find myself getting a little awkward at times. But one thing that I've taken in recently is listening to people speak. If you look at people riddled within the history books and also people like actors. If you've ever listened to the speech that Peter Dinklage did, I was listening to so many different people and I was like, what is it? What do they have that is just making this so captivating that you can't look away, that you have to listen and tune in, actually listen. You know what I mean? Be present with what they're saying and take it all in. It's a very important skill to have and it's also one that's hard to master as well because it involves getting rid of fear. And a lot of that, if not all of it, is fear of judgment. Whether we like it or not, when we have an exchange, especially with someone new, we want them to like us. It's a human thing. We want people to like us. (laughs) One thing we do have to know, though, is that's not our responsibility to manipulate whether someone likes us or not. That's their decision to make. The only thing that I have to do with someone liking me or not liking me, making that decision, is whether I choose to put up a facade and be someone I'm not to people please, or whether I just be myself. And if they like it, cool. And if they don't, 
cool, but at least I know I've been true to myself, you know? So if they do turn around and like me, I know that they like me, not a version of myself that I've put up, you know? And that is different from when we sit down in an interview and we put out that professional side of ourselves as opposed to when we're out getting loose on a Friday night. You know what I mean? That's still you. It's just putting out the version of yourself that's appropriate to a situation. That's different to constructing a whole different personality. That's the fine line. So with this fear of judgment, one thing that I found, because I was really trying to assess it, and when I went out, especially because I'm Now I'm in a new city as well. So when I went out, I was even more anxious because I'm not even in my normal familiar environment anymore. So that makes strangers seem even more unfamiliar, if that makes any sense. And so when I was meeting people, I was trying to assess what is it that goes on in my brain that makes me maybe say too much or say too little or not take enough breaks or pauses. Because the one thing I noted in these speeches, in these interviews, was taking breaks, not being afraid to pause, not being afraid to stop and think about it, like actually think about it. And construct an answer in your mind that you know is going to give justice to the question. So then I linked that back to what I notice that I do when I'm talking to strangers and I'm getting a little nervous or anxious. And that is, I feel inclined to fill all the gaps. If there's an awkward silence, I want to fill it straight away with something. I feel so uncomfortable from my head to my toe If I am with someone that I'm not comfortable with their energy yet, it sends shivers (laughs) from my head to my toe, sitting there in a silence and not knowing what to do with it. When if I'm, say, with my best friend or my partner, we can just sit in silence and it's not awkward at all. We're just sitting in silence, thinking, um, taking everything in as you normally would and as you should to give meaningful answers and to have meaningful communication and a meaningful connection. I have a best friend who I can sit in a room with in complete silence for an entire day. We don't have to speak a word to each other for the entire day. And yet the whole experience is so profoundly meaningful and far more meaningful than doing nothing but speaking. So thinking about that, I was like, that's what it is. I always feel inclined to speak. If a stranger asks me a question, I feel inclined to answer straight away. And so I rush to scramble together an answer and just throw it out there. That doesn't have meaning. That's just fear. (laughs) You're literally just working out of fear. It won't have that same gravity. Whereas when you practice being as composed and relaxed in these situations as you possibly can be, that's when you'll know that you're allowed to take these pauses and people will be so intrigued by that because it is something that not a lot of people do these days. People will be a lot more involved in the conversation when they notice that you're actually taking the time to think about it. It shows that you're invested and that is a very admirable and likable quality. Everyone just wants to be listened to. Everyone wants to be heard. So when you acknowledge people, when you use their name, when you're talking to them, when you stop to take the time to think about what they've just asked you 
or think about what to say to them, they're going to feel listened to. They're going to feel wanted. They're going to feel heard, which is so important. And it's such an amazing foundation to build these relationships on. Because as soon as someone feels heard and respected and acknowledged, they'll start to open up and you'll get past these awkward phases of being strangers so much quicker because immediately you're breaking that surface level sort of relationship and you're diving a little deeper. Some people might even be intimidated by that because you're kind of breaking immediately this wall that they may put up just by being so present and they might have to step back because that's, that's like, I've spoken to some people that have been like that and it's like, whoa, like you don't expect it. And when it hits you, you're like, I really love this, but I'm actually kind of intimidated as well at the same time. So it's crazy. But these are the people that you remember for years to come. You remember those conversations with those people because even if you never see them again, they've left an impact on you. And that's the kind of person that you should strive to be memorable. Not just someone who threw out answers for the sake of filling up these empty spaces. That's a really important skill to have. And it's something worth practicing. It's something that I'm practicing as well in myself and trying to get better at because it is so amazing. So the main point is to not act out of fear. So now moving on to people that you know, loved ones per se, friends. Communication in a relationship setting is so important. And I'm not just talking about with your boyfriend or your fiance or your husband. I'm talking about with your friends as well, with your family, with anyone that is within your circle. Communication is key. And the way in which you communicate can completely change the outcome of what you're going through. Say there's an issue that you need to bring up. It's something that you're feeling irritated by from the other person and you need to bring it up to talk about it with them because that's what you do. (laughs) You're honest in these relationships and if there's something bugging you, you should feel it's your duty to bring it up and to talk it out because it shows that you value the other person and that you want this trust in the relationship to be strong. So you bring this up with them. All right, there's an issue. There are two options here. Hunt them down, jump down their throat, point the finger, (laughs) get mad and show just how much anger has been building up inside all this time that you haven't spoken to them about it. Or you can go away by yourself, think about how you're going to approach it in the best possible way that's going to have a positive outcome. Then when you're ready and you've calmed down You don't have that emotional drive behind it anymore, but you have your logic side back and then you go and you confront them about it and you just talk about it as you are, calm, like friends, like lovers, like family, whatever you are, and just sort it out calmly. And even if the other person arcs up, you stay calm because if they arc up at you, You know that you're not emotionally driven. You're not going to let your emotions take you for a ride. You're there to calmly talk things out. And if you need to leave the room again, then you leave the room again until they calm down and then you can come back and talk about it. When you're with someone unfamiliar, it's all about getting rid of fear and working out of calmness 
And the same goes for when it's with someone you know. Calm. Take the emotions out of it. Anger is a tool that we pull out and use. I learned that from the book The Courage to be Disliked. Anger is a tool that we pull out and use to manipulate change. Whether we believe that or not, that is what it is. We have full control over it. Even when we say, oh, I acted out of anger, I couldn't help it. You always can. You just choose to let the anger take the driver's seat. So next time you need to confront your partner about something or next time your partner is confronting you about something, remember not to let anger take the driver's seat of that conversation. You can deal with your anger later. You can deal with that stuff later. But in the moment when you're trying to have a conversation with someone, anger is not going to take that to any positive place at all, ever. It's just going to fuel the fire of the situation and make things blaze out of control. Take it out, speak calmly, keep your composure. If you feel like you're going to lose it, leave the room. Just be like, hang on, I just need a second to gather my thoughts and just recenter. be right back, you know, BRB, I'm going. <laughs> and then come back when you're ready. If you can get to the stage in your relationship where you don't explode at each other as a way of bringing up issues and you can just sit down, once you've calmed down, once you've thought about it, and have a real, honest, logical conversation that isn't emotionally driven, then you know that you're doing something right. It's something that you always have to be conscious of. You always have to work on because the minute you forget, the minute you start to just be like, oh yeah, whatever, that's when the problems start coming back. That's when you'll find you'll start having petty arguments. You'll start having this resentment coming back in. You'll start getting a lot more irritable. A lot of things that generally wouldn't piss you off will start pissing you off. That's why communication is so important. It can lead to you having a harmonious, beautiful relationship, or it can lead on the other side to you absolutely resenting each other and going your separate ways. No matter what the situation, no matter what's happened, there's always a way of talking about it. And if you don't feel like you can talk about it in that situation, you don't feel like there's anything productive or nice that's going to come out of your mouth, then do not speak. Choose to not speak. If the other person is nagging you to have that conversation right then and now, just respectively say to them, I'm not ready to have this conversation yet. Leave it with me. I need to just calm down, have my own time, and I promise you I'll get back to it when I'm feeling better. That's not an excuse to stew on it. It's genuinely just a way that you can stop a fire before it starts. Because when you go away, you allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling, get it all out. And that way, when you come back, you can have a logical conversation. Because when you're not ready to have that conversation, there's no way in hell it's going to go well. No way. So remember that taking time for yourself is important to separate yourself from the situation and really just look inward and feel what you're feeling and get a little bit of a better perspective on it. Two, be honest, be respectable, think about what you're going to say before you say it. And if you're trying to think about something to say and you can't think of anything nice, walk away. Just walk away. <laughs> Do not gaslight the situation. Don't act out of anger. Don't act out of fear. Be calm. Be present. Be logical. 
And that is the key to good communication, whether it's with a stranger or whether it's with a loved one. I hope this was a nice little reminder for you today. Maybe a little something new that you can carry with yourself throughout the day, something that you can try out when you're having your next interaction. And I will talk to you guys next week. Sending you all my love. Bye guys.